0: formula one podcast for fans old and new by formula one fans old and new today we are talking about australia might uh, australian gp race review and joining me as always uh, honey badger and chapuni my two trusted uh, friends with whom i talk formula one 24 7 hey guys
1: what's up? hello hello hello
0: First reaction. So, first first, like first, un- thought. first thoughts about the race.
1: Like Oh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Crazy. So much drama, so much racing. Apart from the podium, Charles he did not have much to do. But apart from that, everyone else was fighting for their places. So happy with the race. Yep. Cool.
0: Let's talk about um, all the ways I hate FIA. Uh, some pretty bonkers <laughs> rules. This weekend, jewelry, underwears, safety car restart.
2: (laughs) FI is more interested in all the things not related to race.
1: Exactly. FI is more interested in what the guys are wearing than what (laughs) the guys are doing on the track. So.
0: Not wearing jewelry makes sense in a contact sport. The jewelry and the underwear rules are from a safety point of view. You sitting in your car with jewelry, a safety hazard. I don't understand that.
2: Especially if you have a nose piercing, how does it? How does it even qualify as a hazard?
0: Yeah, I mean it's like nose piercing. That's the that's the safest one because it's covered with the helmet, and then there is a halo above it. So
1: yeah. I don't even get it. Eurings, even the earrings for that matter. Mm. Yeah,
0: Hamilton has both of them, right? He has a yeah. he has and a also Eurings. he
1: has piercing somewhere he does not want to disclose. So
0: uh, I mean <laughs> I I assume that it was a joke. If not, I am curious. <laughs> 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 I want to know.
2: How does Lewis know? <laughs>
0: No, it's his piercings, he would know, but like,
2: no, no, um, I was talking about Max.
0: Max, yeah, uh, I mean, given what happened last year, are we still surprised? But no, anyways, um, oh, yeah.
2: oh okay, okay, okay,
0: <laughs> I did not just make that joke, uh, but <laughs> anyways, my point is that, um, the jewelry rule does not make sense, the underwear rule, um. I mean, I I don't understand why uh, underwear material is being talked about when there were so many instances over this weekend, over the last weekend, like the last race weekend that we had, which were, like, sure, a lot of them were noted. a, A bunch of them were not, but, like, there was no proper reason given for whatever decision the FIA reached for.
2: Also, on a funny note, if FIA cares about uh, the material of the underwear, they could just ban wearing underwear during the race.
0: Oh, you mean drivers going commando? Oh, <laughs> fuck. no, no, no. no 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 then creation honor is going to be like uh, the girls are going to be watching uh, formula 1 for very different reasons you already think we watch it because uh, the drivers are hot you know you know okay. as as the only girl on this podcast you know who i which which formula 1 drivers i find hot
1: okay please go ahead
0: nico hulkenberg nico Rosberg, and jenson button none of them are racing mm. right now
1: yeah i was i was about to say um, but i so still you watch have a formula for retired drivers <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly uh i don't know i i i mean you can with the exception of nico Hulkenberg, i think uh, you can say i have a i have a thing for ex lewis hamilton uh, teammates except alonso also like i i don't even find palitri Bottas. hot
2: okay what about it can be carlos very
0: carlos i have i have a lot of respect for him
2: okay, uh, okay. yeah so
0: uh, there, are, uh, I I don't want drivers to go commando because uh,
1: they the guys already wear a fireproof suit, right?
0: Exactly. So yeah.
1: Does adding one more layer?
0: I, I don't think uh, underwear regulations uh, need changing. I think that um, uh, this entire business of uh, investigating drivers for not slowing down under uh, yellow flags and then saying after an hour that, uh, oh, no investigation necessary. This seems fishy to me. It mm. cannot happen. It happened in Jeddah in the last two laps uh, when Kevin Magnussen, Carlos Sainz and Charles, Charles Leclerc, they, all three of them were under investigation in the last two laps for not slowing down. And then the same thing happened this weekend. I find it hard to believe. Like so, so in all of so even in Saudi, Charles set the fastest lap for the race. So Perez uh, also set a, a a lap time which was a which was a huge improvement on what his previous lap time was. And um, I really think that after what has transpired last year, the FIE is just scared of taking decisions. What do you guys mm. think? nobody I from the top two teams has there has been like so sure there have been investigations but no action has been taken against any of the top four top four drivers
2: wow interesting observation i didn't uh, i didn't give a thought to it
1: yeah I me mean, but this me is, so. is
2: deep
0: so Bahrain, um, qualifying perez lap time uh, in q1 should have been deleted because he exceeded track limits you know what uh, i went back to watch the race hi- uh, the qualifying highlights for bahrain they haven't shown it so i'm just i'm, I'm trying to figure out how i can watch the entire qualifying no,
1: but he did he did exceed race limits he did that exceed
0: was... I, I just i wanted to be like a, a little more sure but
1: okay uh... i am sure because it was shown uh, multiple times during the qualifying Because uh, even Crofty was saying why, uh, like when, because Yuki uh, I think a couple of minutes after him, Yuki was
0: Zoe's uh, lap time was limited. Uh, So
1: Zoe's uh, lap time was uh, removed, but uh, Perez's was not removed. So Crofty wanted to recheck and then they showed it a couple of times. Hmm.
0: So that happened in Bahrain, Saudi Arabia. Um, Max kept saying that Charles was crossing the pit in three lane. Uh, the white line that that is there. Then Charles, uh, Carlos and k were under investigation, like the last two laps for not slowing down under the yellow flags. They were under investigation during which, during those two laps, Charles Leclerc, um, set the fastest lap for the race. That is one point in the championship. And then again, um, this time there was no action taken against Perez. For for same uh, same infringement like the same incident, not slowing under yellow flags. Also, um, Charles Leclerc was also investigated for um, uh, slowing, not down de- slowing down unnecessarily on a on a in lap or something like that. Mm.
2: So okay, well, was it the same lap? There are two more drivers along with Charles who have been investigated for the same thing, right?
0: As yeah, but as far as I know, there have been no action taken against anybody except Yuki. Okay, Yuki has been given an uh reprimand.
2: Okay, reprimanding is fine, but penalty, nobody has uh, has been given a penalty. No, right?
0: Nobody has been given a penalty, then that's fine. You've no. given a uh,
1: gotten a bit a little bit softer on that
2: rule. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it's more worrisome if. Uh, Charles doesn't get a penalty and other, uh, other drivers
1: get it. Yes, exactly.
0: No, but yeah, see, the, see, the thing is that uh, reprimands also count. So, after a set number of reprimands that you get, there is go- that is going to result in a penalty. And I think Yuki, in the course of the season, this is I think his third reprimand for some of the other reason. While Charles hasn't had any. Okay,
1: got okay, it, So just, uh, Like, you know, rules broken or uh, issues in the race or like uh, kind of like a warning system of sorts?
0: See, my, I, I, I mean, and like this is like just my thinking with everything, with, with the way the last season happened, all the controversy, this, that, everything that happened, I think the FIA is scared of giving too bold decisions when it comes to like penalties or like punishing drivers for their behaviors that should be punished, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: Th- th- this makes sense because we have been discussing uh, all the qualifying F I F A cups, the Paris, uh, going exceeding the track limits, and Charles not being penalized for uh, touching the pit entry in Jeddah, even though Max complained it like many times. So now. I am absolutely fascinated by your observations. Uh, You've connected all the dots, actually.
0: The top four have yeah, not yeah, yeah. been punished
2: for exactly. anything.
0: Exactly. For anything. It's making,
2: it's making more sense now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And just the thing is that it's not like their incidences have not been noted. Like even, okay, um, the qualifying incidents where... Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton that very near miss right after turn six. Okay. When Daniel Ricardo impeded Ocon in Saudi Arabia, the explanation given by the stewards was that despite the fact that Ocon was able to complete his lap, um, the fact that he was able to do that, the fact that he was able to complete his lap is inconsequential to what happened. Like That was impeding. And from what I've seen of that replay, Max Verstappen was not impeding on purpose. Neither was Daniel Ricciardo, by the way. Daniel Ricciardo and Max Verstappen, both of them in separate uh, weekends, they both of them did not know that there was another driver that was approaching them on a hot lap. It's the same thing. And had Lewis Hamilton not been able to wear off the the line where Max Verstappen was could have been a very nasty accident, right? And my point is that even you note the incident, I'm not saying that Max Verstappen should have been given a penalty or a reprimand or something. The thing is that when such near misses happen, they are also potential lessons. Maybe there can be a different sort of like, you can study that incidence and there can be... a an improved uh, conversation that can happen around these things when there is a driver briefing that goes on, uh, that happens before the race weekend starts, right? You don't necessarily have to wait for a crazy, nasty crash to happen before you make any changes into any rule that could make the race safer. Mm -hmm. It was a near miss. It was an unfortunate near miss. I am in no way blaming Max the steward should have at least noted it. A similar incident happened in, in Saudi with Ricardo where the team did not inform him. Similar incident happened in Australia where, um, where Max's team did not inform him. Maybe give a better briefing to the team, to the race engineers. Tell them that if you do that, this is going to cost you a fine and this fine is going to get included in your budget cap.
2: Hmm
0: the decision that was given against Ricardo. So, Ricardo was given a three-place 3, three grid penalty and one penalty point was added to his uh, super license versus this in, this uh, almost near miss or this uh, uh, apparent incident not even being noted. You know why? Because there was Max Verstappen. He's one of the top four top on four, the grid yeah. in the moment. And this is the third race. It's not even like this is super well it's not even like we are well into the season that mm. you know the championship is at stake this is the third race of the season so
2: wow yeah makes a lot of sense so the bottom line is FIA is fucking up again
0: I am I am scared that um, the FIA is not Confident, They are still not confident enough to make calls that they need to be making to ensure proper governance of the race. This needs to be sorted out. We don't need controversy to be brewed in the way it was brewed last year.
2: Agreed.
0: Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, one of the one of the more important rule changes that the FIA said said um, and specified were the st- safety car restart uh, changes.
2: Okay. <laughs> Where,
0: um, Max Verstappen's shenanigans <laughs> Max on a safety Verstappen. car restart are uh, no longer valid.
2: Poor guy. Oh. We, we should post that meme on our socials, actually.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, so basically, for anybody who, who does not know, um, the rule, the the way the FIA has specified it is that uh, so the race leader and the car in second place, or any car that are like right next to each other, uh, you can't um, you can't overtake them. Like this, the, the car that is behind has to be behind the car in front of them. There is no way that you can cross their uh, rear wing or like just the car length or whatever, which is what we we saw, or rather we have been seeing at safety car restarts. And what do you guys think about that?
1: So I think it's a for me it's a fair uh, you know decision. Also, I mean, no, actually, in a way, it's a kind of like a only against Max decision because Max is the only driver who was uh, doing the opposite of this rule, right? So all the other drivers were keeping the distances. It was only Max who was doing this. So I I mean, I don't know.
0: Okay. So now that you said that, I want to ask this. Was Max Verstappen able to do it because before this, the rule had a lot of loopholes that could be exploited or that it wasn't enforced very closely because uh, up until last year, we had Michael Massey.
1: I don't think Massey had anything to do with it. The thing is that the rule is that the driver, uh, like the rule never stated that how close the drivers have to be, but now they have, they cannot cross the, uh, the driver's wings, right? So, I think it was because of that.
0: Okay, honey, Bajo, what do you think?
2: Same, same as what Shetuni said. I agree,
0: succinct and to the point. Uh, I feel that I've talked too much in this podcast and I will not be talking anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
2: See, I don't have anything to say, actually. So, you have been covering up all the points. So, it's better that
0: way. I know, but like I'm either going to come across as an FIA hater or a Lance Troll hater. Which I am, okay. but it's just, it's, I think it's too early to the podcast to be labeled something. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Um, Sebastian Vettel. Oh, Sebastian Vettel's crash in FP3. It was FP2. FP3.
2: I lost the plot on Aston Martin this uh, the, uh, this weekend. I don't know how many times they have crashed, they have had problems, did they start the free practice, or did they start qualifying? No, I lost the plot completely on them.
0: Yeah, there was uh, way too much of uh, Aston Martin drivers on a scooter content this weekend. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah their mechanics were more uh, laps behind like on the scooter than anywhere
2: else anyway exactly um, those mechanics poor mechanics were busy all the weekend
0: yeah but like I, i'm i'm still uh, surprised that they were able to um,
2: get Put the cars together. Yeah, yeah,
0: in qualifying
2: i mean that red flag helped them a lot so
0: Sure, but like what was the duration of that red flag? That
2: red
1: flag was not that long. You want a conspiracy theory? I'll give you one. Do you think Stroll did it on purpose so that Seb could get into qualifying because Stroll like because of that Stroll incident, Seb was able to get out.
0: No, we are in a year of budget Um... cap.
1: Yeah, but so was Crashgate if you remember.
0: No, I understand that, but like crash Gate was also something that was very controversial, and I don't I don't think like Aston Martin are not in a position to be doing anything deliberately. Like, the only thing they want to do deliberately is to score points.
1: Or finish a race. <laughs>
2: exactly. Or finish a race. Exactly. So, if this happened in the race, I would have believed your conspiracy theory, Chakuri. Yeah. But for crash qualifying, gate, I don't crash think so.
0: Crashgate happened in
2: Race. In in race.
1: race. Yeah. In race. See, but because the thing is that I still don't understand why Stroll made that move. I, I am genuinely <laughs> not race, sure. okay. Okay. we'll we'll, I, we'll come to a...
0: qualifying, but like uh, just before we move to qualifying, I just want to say make sure Marker slowing down, stopping to check on Sebastian Vettel was the was the best best moment of that free practice. The love between both of them and just like the like, just knowing the fact that Michael Schumacher and Sebastian Vettel raced, there was a time when they both were on the grid, Michael Schumacher racing for Mercedes and Sebastian Vettel for Red Bull. And now it's his son on the grid. And just the just the love between them is, oh, so, so cute. So cute. It's <laughs> like, oh, Mick, you're so pure and so sweet. And there is going to be no make bashing on this. This don't not not this episode, okay? Please, we'll we'll continue it on the later ones.
2: Okay. I okay. want to rant about him today, but okay, we can do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, later. we we can we can the do that. Episode. Like you do it on every other episode that we record. Sorry. Like okay. oh, this okay. okay. is
2: so cute. He's
0: so cute. Anyway, anyways, um, okay. let's come to qualifying. And the the biggest thing that happened in qualifying was across uh, uh the. Clash of
1: the
2: Canadians. <laughs> cost Canadian version. Yes.
1: Okay, now, um, like, does any, can anyone explain why did Stroll do that? Like, what was the point of that? Okay. No, I okay. don't understand.
2: Okay, before that, I want to ask someone, either of you answer this question. Why Latifi let Stroll pass? And why did he decide to
1: uh, so get past uh, stroll again yeah so uh, stroll was on a hot lap but then uh, after passing latifi he slowed down for some reason because he no no, that... no no
0: no 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 stroll wasn't stroll on a hot was, lap stroll was on out lap latifi latifi was on a hot lap okay so okay the way i understood it was that stroll was on his out lap latifi was on a hot lap but for some reason, Stroll overtook Latifi, and then I think he was—that uh, was just on the exit of turn five, right? That it just happened. It happened on that second DRS after after the pit straight, the, the second DRS, right? The the shorter one. So I think that uh, Stroll decided to turn on that right hander a little early, and that resulted in the crash. There are only three po- possibilities in my head. Uh, So one, he tried to turn on that uh, that right-hander too early. Two, there was some problem with him being able to steer his car and that's why he swerved towards the right. Or three, he's just plain stupid. Those are the only three possibilities in my head.
1: So, if uh, any of you heard the post uh, qualifying, uh, like this post crash interviews with Latifi and Stroll. So, Stroll said that uh, because it's a very uh, sharp corner, uh, sharp turn towards the right, uh, like after the left. So, that's why he was trying to go from the outside and get to the uh, left so that he can get a better turn towards the right. And I'm like, to Pagale. Dude, I've
0: played, like so Australia track is the one that I've driven the most on F1 game. That is not the racing line. You don't take that right-hander that early, especially when you know that there are other people who are on their hot laps. Like in the race, I can still understand, uh, you know, um, you you can go for that right-hander if you're trying to defend your position, but not during qualifying, especially when you're not on your hot lap. Like he was on his out lap. I would blame Stroll more for that accident than uh, Latifi.
1: Yeah, it was Stroll's fault. It was 100% Stroll's fault.
2: Okay, it was Stroll's fault. I agree. But why did Latifi let him pass? Is all my question.
1: Is. No, actually, the thing is that one of the two. Now, I don't know who was. But one of the two was on a hot lap and they did not do the hot lap. And uh, then they decided that uh, there's still some space, so let's go on. Latifi was on a hot lap. He had done his out lap and he was... No, Latifi wasn't on a hot lap. He slowed down. Yeah, Latifi was not on a hot lap. Latifi was I think on a preparation lap, I think.
0: Stroll did not Um... set a time for uh, qualifying.
1: Okay, that that that
2: doesn't mean he's on a hot lap.
0: Yeah, that was his out lap, not hot Mm.
2: lap. Okay, my point is why did Latifi let Stroll pass and suddenly accelerated again?
0: I think Latifi was doing his thing. Stroll decided to overtake him for whatever reason. I think he wanted to take that right hand up before Latifi for some reason, despite not being on a hot lap and just, I don't understand why he swerved towards because he could
2: See how I am seeing this incident is when you are letting a driver to pass by and there is no radio communication from your engineer that cars are fast cars are approaching. You will be like, okay, let me drive slow, let me weave the car around, get the temps up, and all those things, right?
0: Yeah, but he wasn't weaving. That wasn't,
2: wasn't a weaving thing. Okay, he wasn't on the racing line, also, right? Who stroll? Stroll. No yeah, stroll, stroll was.
0: He was not in the
2: racing line.
0: He wasn't on right? the racing
2: Right. Line. Right. He yeah. was going on. He was going in his own way. And why did Latifi suddenly accelerate as if he has to rush to something? Uh, So,
1: so the thing is, that's what I'm saying. Stroll was not on the racing line, but then he just suddenly came in the racing line. So, from the outside, like from close to the curbs, he just went to the right for some reason and then he just crashed into Albon. Uh,
0: So, the thing is that, okay, I think that Stroll deliberately passed Latifi. I don't think Latifi let him.
2: No, 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 no. Latifi let him. (laughs) He completely slowed down. He completely slowed down. He gave the way also to Stroll. You can watch the replay. He completely slowed down to the left. He he almost stopped to the left and uh, he let Stroll pass by and then suddenly he accelerated. I don't know what's what's going on there. I mean, you can blame Stroll as much as you want, but in in this incident, I want to give it a 50-50 to Latifi also.
0: I just think that both of them don't need to be on the grid. Like, not ah. doing anybody any good.
2: That's <laughs> like, for sure. That's for sure. But I want to give Stroll a benefit of doubt. So when you're...
0: I'm not saying that Latifi is not at fault at all. Mm. But them... I would say that between the two of them, I would put more blame on Stroll.
2: Okay, okay, okay. But I would give it a 50-50. I think Stroll I, shouldn't I... have been...
1: No. So, I am giving Stroll a bigger, uh, like, you know, uh, considering him a bigger culprit for the crashes because there was a lot of space on the left. There was no need for him to go towards the right. Like, I understand that it's a narrow turn, but there's still space. Like, he could have turned, like, there was no need to go towards the right. Both Mm. the cars could have passed very easily. There was no need for, you know, that turn towards the right. For Ah. me, the only blame is because there. why did you go towards the right? You had the. T- exact, yeah, you yeah had
2: agreed, the agreed, agreed. Mm, so, okay, I would like to conclude this by saying that Latifi shouldn't have accelerated. That's on him. Yeah, Stroll shouldn't have turned right. Let me complete this. moron
1: should not have gone to the
2: right. Ah, uh, right. So, that's why I'm giving them 50 50. It's not completely one uh, person's fault there. That's my thing. Everyone is bashing Stroll for this. I don't understand.
0: Stroll got a three-place grid penalty and has had two penalty points added on his super license, which now brings his total to seven. A race ban happens after 12 points, and the way these penalty points work is um, they are going to stay on your license for a year from the date that they've been given, right? So, like, these two points will go off his license next year in April. Mm. So... Anyways, um, Albin, Alex Albin disqualified from qualifying due to not being able to provide a fuel sample.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: These are the There's... only penalties we see given out and unless they are like in your face, deliberate crashes. Otherwise, nothing else is being given out. But like... So
2: when that throw incident happened, no, I saw it on the, when the replay, not replay exactly. So when they were showing it, it was like stroll completely blocked latifi off deliberately it looked like that
1: exactly
0: yeah you need to see it from all the angles you need angles. to see the speed data and you, like there are a lot of things to consider and i i like
2: i, I was like yeah, well, why are you on the grid still man yeah, <laughs> yeah. before watching replays, i was like no 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 you, you shouldn't do it like that you shouldn't do it like that this is I, bad I, racing
0: I really think this is the last year of Latifi on F one grid, unless Williams decide to do a Red Bull and replace him mid mid season.
2: They won't do that. Yeah, Williams doesn't do
0: that. I know. <laughs> Nobody but Red Red Bull does that. Anyways, mm. um, anyways, uh, so. But talk
2: about the lab oh, that Alonso race. lap. Oh, uh, that Alonso
0: lap. Uh, Alonso. There breaking. are no words. There are no yeah. words. Um.
2: It was so close to pole.
1: I think no. I think science was a pole. Uh, science was quicker than Alonso.
2: Any which way, Alonso would have ended up in yeah, top Yeah, Alonso, Alonso would sure have been with second
1: lap. or third. Alonso for sure would have been second or third. Yeah,
2: at, at least he would have been on second row for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: True. Nasty.
0: Yeah.
2: What what was the issue? Hydraulics problem Hydraulics. in the gearbox. Right? Hydraulic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Turn eleven, right? Turn
2: ah, that's 12. the turn. Where everyone faced a lot of funnest
0: That was
2: 12,
0: 12 or 12,
2: 12,
0: turn 12. 12. The, the bigger gravel trap, like just mm. after the DRS. He crashed yeah, yeah, yeah. after the DRS. Um, okay. Speaking about the race, um, I think that, uh, okay, first of all, I don't know why FIA removed that fourth DRS zone. They said it was a safety thing, but There are far too many other corners on that track that were a a safety issue in this particular lap. There was turn 11, there was turn 12 where we saw uh, Alonso crash in qualifying, and uh, yeah, and but like after turn seven, the the DRS where that the the longer DRS which they made into like a it's a it's a curved street but not too curved. It's like there's like a slight curve and then they had removed the previous turn 8-9 chicane to make it Mm. like more straighter. But they removed one of the DRSs from that that part of the track stating that it was a safety concern. Um, I I don't agree with that. I think that race would have been much more um, uh, interesting because that longer DRS, those two consecutive DRS zones would have resulted in much more overtaking opportunities and uh, much more closer racing than what we saw.
2: Okay. So, why it's a safety concern is I understand. Uh, the DRS ends before turn 11, right? Yeah. Turn 11 or turn 10.
0: Yeah. Which sure. is the
2: huge yeah. S curve. Or the X S curve, yeah. Right, yeah. so that's a fast speed corner. Okay, normally with DRS zones, where do you place the DRS zones? Is at the end of the DRS zones, you'll have some at least some tight corners, right? Yeah, so they have they might have sensed it in this way like uh, they might have thought that it would be too dangerous for them to uh, give the DRS and uh, have a high speed corner at the end, maybe
0: no i agree i agree see my problem is not fia making any decisions that they make with a safety point of view but the thing is mm-hmm. that this decision was given in fp3 so fp3 when it started uh, when when fp3 session started we got to know that the that the fourth drs will not be in place there will only be three drs zones my point is that in fp1 and fp2 there was there was nothing major that happened to to say that it was a warranted reaction, at first, at first I thought that it was only valid for FP3 because the track was a little wet because it had rained overnight. Mm. That makes sense. But for them to say that it will not be a, a DRS zone for any subsequent sessions does not make sense for me. Like, if you if you're making a, a claim like that. Give some evidence to prove it like hypotheticals. I can understand, but there were two sessions, one hour long that happened, um, where there was no issue. There was, there were more problems in turn 12, hmm. right? Right. So the, the problems with the cars with, with their drivability and their understeering, oversteering, whatever it is, um, it was more after, after turn 12. We saw Alonzo crash there. We we saw a lot of cars lose time there. Mm, exactly. Right? And the DRS after that S has always been in place. Like that was not a new DRS zone that was added.
2: So, uh, the, the DRS zone which they have removed recent. I mean, they have added and removed recently, actually. Yeah. That's the only new DRS which has been added to the Australian GP and they have not used that in, in the race.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, you removed a perfectly good chicane to make it into a DRS and then you decide not to have that DRS altogether. It does not make sense to me. Mm. Okay. Because that is another, that it was a good chicane. And like, them removing that chicane to make it a longer DRS zone, it made sense to me because I'm like, it's closer, it's, it's easier to follow cl- cars and because it's going to be such a long long DRS, like the distance of that DRS is going to be so long, so it's it's going to provide us more closer racing. but we, we could not see that because they they negated they were like, okay, okay, this is now this is now just something that is like a longer longer road, like a slightly curved long road, but there is not going to be any DRS. I, I, I still, I think I need a proper explanation as to why it was removed. I don't think that uh, Carlos Sainz, unfortunately, had a very poor start. Mm-hmm. He's just had a shitty shitty weekend altogether. All Spanish drivers had a shitty weekend altogether.
2: Hmm. I was listening to the post race interview of uh, Carlos Sainz and he was saying that he had in the qualifying, also he had some uh, steering wheel problems. Apparently, there weren't. There were some some buttons. They weren't working on his uh, steering wheel, and they had to change the steering wheel uh, before the race. And I don't know. He started on anti-sol or something, and he had a poor start and had to manage with the uh, damaged steering wheel. Apparently, so. He was pushing for you know to cover up the to cover up all the lost positions and uh, kind of made a mistake. He was explaining all these things in the post race mm-hmm. uh, interview.
0: I mean, it's just it's it's unfortunate, but again, like I'm just happy that my thing about peace versus reliability has come true in this race mm. also. So I'm just I'm very happy.
2: It won't be much time until Mercedes catches up uh, Red Bull in the...
0: Yeah, I mean, even currently they are second in the...
2: Yeah, currently they are second, but uh, even though they're lacking uh, pace compared to Red Bull at the moment, but uh, I think they'll be finishing ahead of Red Bull at the end of the season if Red Bull faces these uh, reliability issues frequently.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that, uh, so if you, if you look at Mercedes performance this weekend, amazing, yeah, amazing, but like, even in qualifying, if you look at qualifying, the only fastest sectors that either Hamilton or Russell were able to set were were sector one or two, Mm. Uh, the third sector, which is the longest sector, and which had more number of corners, mm, the Mercedes seem to be losing a lot of time. And I think it's more to do with the fact that they are increasing their ride height to find a solution to the po- poison problem that they are having. And in that, and by doing that, they are also sacrificing some of their downforce. And that's why they are, they're not, they're not too good on tracks that are like very curvy corner But it's not just pace, like with the, uh, with up until se- sector two, there are there are not a lot of like, s- slow speed corners. There's only that turn four, five um, in sector one and two, which is like one of the slowest corners. Otherwise, everything else is pretty pretty decent. Hmm. So let's hope that in Imola, Mercedes is able to bring the upgrades that they promised but uh, I guess we'll find out in another two weeks. Um, yep. Yeah, so um, very early on, we got a red flag, uh, we got a yellow flag because of Carlos Sainz uh, losing it, and um, Lance Stroll made a bold move of doing two pit stops under that safety car.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: I don't
1: understand that call. So for, at first I thought that because there were like, you know, even Alonzo was facing issues with the hard tire and Stroll was also on a hard tire. So I thought that because they were facing issues, they wanted to make it uh, like, you know, shift him to medium. But then the second pit stop they did was also for medium tires. So I don't know what happened there because he had two pit stops, both for medium tires.
0: So, what I heard the commentators say was that he pitted first to put on a different compound tires. Uh, He completed one lap, whatever, like he pitted. Then the out lap, he ran on mediums. And then he pitted again to put on the hards. So, technically, he ran the race with two different compounds, which is the rule.
2: Got it. Got it. Understood.
0: So, I mean in the third or fourth lap, you were expecting Lance Stroll to last those hard tires, given that it's hard tires, like, you expect those hard tires to last the entire race. Um, that does not make sense. Like, yeah, I
1: mean, Albon had those hard tires, like, if not for that the rule of uh, changing the tires, dude would have been seventh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also disqualified. Also disqualified, but That's what I'm saying. Like, if not for that rule, he would have been. He would have
0: ended seventh. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah. but even with the rule, he ended tenth. I mean, that's still something. Mm.
0: Let's let's talk about some some good performances. Um, who had a good performance? Let's talk about the bad. Let's talk about the bad ones. We've talked about Alonso. We've talked about uh, Sebastian Vettel. Sebastian Vettel does not deserve to have a weekend like this. I don't know what to say. Um I'm just I it's hard to see him like this.
2: I just want him to retire.
1: Yeah. At this I point if this him. is if this is how it will be going on, then I also want him to retire. I,
2: I can't I can't see him like this. I, I just it's okay if he retires at this point of time.
1: Like it? Just ruined my day when I saw him. Like you know, it was so wrong. At and, first and I thought it was a stroll, but then I saw the helmet and I was like, "No god, why?" Mm. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, Hard to easy. say, but yeah, I yeah. don't feel bad if he retires right now. And this is coming from a Vettel Heart fan Bull, who has Red been. Day.
0: Everybody's a Red Bull. Exactly. Uh, Everybody is a Vettel fan.
2: No, not a Ferrari uh, Vettel fan. From Red Bull yeah. Vettel fan.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm saying this. Everybody is a Red Bull fan. Uh, oh my <laughs> God! Vettel. Everybody is a Vettel fan. Hmm. Secretly, everybody is a Vettel fan. You, you, you can't help but love the guy. Um. Yep. Okay, so we've talked about Alonso. We've talked about Sebastian Vettel. Let's talk about uh, science. I mean, science science. No, I
1: think like he was talking about the it. bad performances. Bad so performance.
0: Science. Uh, science. Uh, science. Uh, let's talk about Max Verstappen, Red Bull Power. Oh,
2: yeah. Right? oh uh, yeah. So, about Max. So, I was watching, I was listening to his uh, post face. Uh, what do Post-DNF. we say?
0: Post
2: dnf Post DNF interview. Not post ENF. Uh, post face, uh, this media thing. Hmm. His interview. And he seems like not at all quite disappointed. Uh, he told that. Uh, I don't mind about the DNF because it, the race was going pretty terribly and I saw it as an easy P2, but uh, at the end, these things happen and I'm not quite disappointed with this weekend. You're know, saying like this. Wait, so someone, is Max is
0: coaching, someone is coaching Max to give good statements. All right. Okay. Um, let's talk about uh, the thing that I'm most excited about, which is McLaren double point finish.
1: Yes,
2: I, am I leave the mic. I leave the mic and stage to you,
0: Danny. Rick on his home race, having a decent performance. Despite, I mean, I'm sure he would have at least loved to have a podium finish in his home race after three years. But given where they where they were in Bahrain, I think this is this is the best result that he could have hoped for in. In this 2022 season. This is this is his first point finish of the season, and it has happened in his home race. And I'm so happy for him. So fucking happy. Daniel Ricardo deserves the world. I love him.
1: We <laughs> Thank all you for do.
0: coming to my TikTok.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Customers are improving. Like, for example, even the like we saw some pace today from Williams. Even like Stroll was able to extract some pace, but he's a moron. So, yeah. But, yeah. So, I think Mercedes customers are getting there. Like, you know, they are slowly and steadily getting back to the, you know, the oh, good old days. Yeah, it, will and- be, it will take some time, but they are.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, like, if you think of it, like it's taken them like three, this is the third race where uh, this is the third race of the season where we see, um, you know, uh, Williams and Aston Martin and McLaren doing, doing much better than where they started and the drivers being more comfortable with their cars. And I think
1: yeah. that
0: this being Sebastian Vettel's first race, I think, I think by the time Miami comes. Uh, Vettel no, would but
1: I, be... think, I think Vettel's was not an engine issue. It was more of a car issue, like the yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, I mean, like he's he's not he's not comfortable with the car yet.
1: Like, yeah. So way. he himself he he
2: told that uh, he made a mistake. he made a mistake, not the car. Oh, yeah. I have two funny observations about Max. Okay. 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 <laughs> Max is currently sixth in the World w, uh, WDC World Drivers Championship, <laughs> and Russell Russell is second.
1: Yeah, I saw that today, and I was so I was like, uh, okay, someone is going to get beaten up at the Red Bull.
2: And, and there is what this funny thing going on on uh, going on in Twitter. Uh, um, ah, Max won every race he finished in 2022. Yeah, I mean,
0: that's only
2: one race, it's <laughs> only one race, yeah, yeah. Okay, are we not talking about uh, Schumacher and uh, Soroda incident?
0: Oh yeah, let's cover that also. So uh, does anybody remember from the uh, fucking replays because
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Go for it. So this was a safety car for which incident? I don't remember. But it was on lap 26 or 27. Hmm. There was a safety car out on the track and for some reason, Sunoda was ahead of Mick Schumacher, and they were at the uh, start-finish line, start-finish that pitch straight. Yeah. And suddenly Mick Schumacher accelerates and uh, while Sunoda was weaving in front of him, there was a gap. There was a little uh, like three or four car lengths gap between them and suddenly he starts accelerating and he misses by an inch. Mm. He would have gone crashed into the back of Sunoda, if not for that, uh, that reflex turn. I don't know what he was thinking because I, I was clearly seeing from on the left side there was signal safety car. Yeah. And it's, still, it's still not, the track is still not green. Even though if you think so. What my understanding is even though if the leader decides to start the race after the grid, uh, start-finish line, hmm. there should be a green flag on the track, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. This was, not, no, the this leader was in the middle. Like This was not even like safety car is ending situation. Ah, exactly. Right in safety the middle of the safety car and for some reason Schumacher just decided that
2: uh, I'll go racing. Yeah, I, I'll race i'll go racing come on <laughs> that was so yeah. close that was so close it was
1: very close he would and have let Tsunoda right there and then if there would have been contact
2: and was it noted what uh, was it being investigated
1: yeah yeah it it uh, it
2: is like they have called the drivers uh,
0: you know why because they're uh, not in top ah uh, okay yeah
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: um uh okay um,
2: i am i am i am completely disappointed with Mick this, uh, this race. For this race. He made too many mistakes. Yeah. Agree, in quali agree, in agree. and uh, race also. Yeah.
0: What he okay. made, but he no beat bashing. Magnuson.
2: Okay. He beat, no bashing. No Mick bashing this episode. He,
0: he beat Magnuson. Alright. Okay. Um, so, okay. Uh, it reminds me of one thing. First, broadcasters. Fucking show the interval, Interval.
2: Man. But th- this race it's actually better than the yeah, other two races. Race yeah, race. this better. Yeah, yeah. This
0: it race was race better. I understand until the DRS is not activated that you show the gap to the leader, but once the DRS is activated, just show the fucking interval is what I'm going to say. It's I don't think it's ever going to change in any race because fucking idiots. And the second thing that I want to say is Safety car in the lap. The the message that comes. Shouldn't it be safety car in in this lap? Like because I always get confused. When I initially started watching Formula 1, I was like, safety car in this lap. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I see it, that safety car is in the lap. Why are they showing it on the TV? And then I would see <laughs> okay. I would see on the, on the uh, time tower that they have on the left of the screen, the safety car ending. I'm like, oh, that's what they mean. And I, I just think that uh, somebody needs to correct that grammar. Okay. Um, Predictions, because I have to edit this and it it is already a big task. So predictions, let's go. Kramer predicted uh, Max, Charles, and Okon. Nothing, nothing happened. Fastest (laughs) lap to Max did not happen. Zoe above Bottas did not happen. Stroll, no Q3. This was like the, this is such a cop out by Kramer. I'm very disappointed. So one point there. Yeah, one McLaren below P10, uh, fuck you, bremer Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so Shaguni predicted Charles uh, signs max. So Charles did get first position. So two points there. Um, fastest lap to max, that did not happen. Charles got the fastest lap, so no points there. Both McLaren points, very good. I appreciate that prediction. No DNFs uh, and both sort of points. Both of these things did not happen. Honey Badger predicted Max, Charles, and signs. Uh, I'm so sad for you, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: you so, said fastest lap to Charles. That did happen. One Williams DNF. I can't believe Latifi disappointed you. <laughs> 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 Both Alpine in points, Uh, Alonzo, so sad. And you said uh, K-Mac top eight, which also did not happen. Didn't happen, yeah. I predicted Charles Science Max, so I get two for Charles. I said fastest lap to Charles, which did happen. Then I said Hamilton beats Russell, did not happen. Signs on pole, nope. And Danny, Rick, Beats, Norris. That also did not happen. So I get three. Mm, Me and Chakuni, we both get three. Mm. Honey, you get one. And Kramer also gets one. So um, I guess good. (laughs) Okay. Um, So that was our Australian uh, GP race review uh, very happy that we are back in australia i hope um, i hope they make more changes to make overtaking easier on this track but uh, thank you everybody for joining and uh, listeners thank you so much for listening if you like the episode please share with your friends uh, like leave a rating, subscribe to our podcast if you want us to cover something in the episode or if you have any feedback for us or if you want to be a part of the podcast, write to us at podcast at the readgmail.com. You can also reach out to us on our Instagram at OverTheCurvePodcast or reach out to us on Twitter at the read Until next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: bye-bye.